The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. So if you sow zero and multiply zero times a thousand, it's equal to zero. If you sow zero and you multiply zero times one million, is what? Zero times 10 billion is what? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because Galatians 6, 7, he said, God cannot be wrong. Whatsoever a man or a woman soweth, that shall he reap. That's how it works. The book of Romans chapter 4, verse 7. with my series that I have titled Understanding the Language of Faith and this is part three. We have established that God wants us to speak his language. And the language that he wants us to speak is the language of faith. Because you only get what you say. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible says, and God said. Genesis chapter 1 verse 4, and God saw. So you only see what you say. If you say the wrong thing, you will see the wrong thing. If you say the right thing, you will see the right thing. That's that's why it's so important that if you don't want to see the wrong thing, don't say the wrong thing. Because you only get what you say. You only get what you say. And we need to understand how even God operates. God calleth those things which be not as though they were. So even God has to speak it before he sees it. And you and I were made in the image of God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28. God said let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. And let them have dominion over the bed of the air, over the fish of the sea. And in his own image, God made man. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, the Bible says that, And God formed man out of the dust of the 
clay and God breathed into man the breath of life and man became a living spirit. A living spirit. So we were made in the image of God. We were made in the likeness and the image of God and because of that we have to operate just like God. We have to operate just like God. Why? Because Genesis chapter 1, look at Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 11 makes us to understand the importance of us operating like God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 11, the Bible says that, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself whose seed is where is within itself so that means everything that God makes there is a seed within it so when God made us he made us in his seed form that's why when you plant an orange seed, you can only get an orange fruit that has an orange seed within it. Are you following me? So when God created man, God is the seed, man is the fruit of God, and within the fruit there is a seed. Oh, glory. Within the fruit, there is a seed. The fruit is a man. Within the man, there is a seed. And that seed is the God kind of seed. And so we must operate the same way God operates. How does he operate? He speaks it and then he sees it. He speaks it and then he sees it. He speaks it and then he sees it. So that means every blessing you are believing God for is waiting on you speaking it before you can see it. Are you following what I'm saying? You have to say it before you can have it. If you don't say it, you won't have it. That's why Romans 4.17 says, God calleth those things which be not as though they were. In his calling, he doesn't call them in the future. He calls them in the now. So God will say, like Abraham, you are the father of many nations. Yet he didn't have one son. Would you say God is a liar? No, because God cannot lie. So when you take his word and you speak his word to your situation, you are not lying. You don't speak it into the future. You speak it into now. You call it now as you want it to be. You call it when? Now. Why? Because now faith is. Now faith is. Now faith is. So you call it now. You don't say I will be healed tomorrow. No, you are healed you were, as a matter of fact, healed before you showed up. Are you following what I'm saying? So you call it into now. You call yourself, I am blessed. 
you call yourself, I am a billionaire. You might not have one P in your bank account, but you call yourself what God says you are. Glory be to God. So you call it as though they were. You call yourself blessed. You call yourself healed. You call yourself favored. You call yourself blessed beyond measure. You call yourself I'm the head and not the tail. You call yourself I am far above principalities and powers. You call yourself before you will see it. If you don't call it, you won't see it. That's why I call you blessed. One of these days, one of you will buy me a Mercedes Benz. I'll be there. I'll be there. And you'll say, Pastor, Pastor, I have something for you. And I wonder what it is. They say, Here's a, a brand new car to your mess. I'm telling you why. Because what I call you, you will become it. You cannot be in this church and be broke. You can't be in this church and be poor. You are blessed beyond measure. And one of these days, a million pounds is coming into your bank account. I said it's coming into your bank account. I call it into your bank account right now in the name of Jesus. I call it into your bank account right now in the name of Jesus. I call it into your bank account right now in the name of Jesus. Why? Because he calleth those things which be not as though they were. He calls them as though they were. There are five million members in this church right now. Because he calleth those things which be not as though they were. Glory be to God. He called them as though they were. As though they were. This is a blessed church. This is a glorious church. This is a church on a hill. This is a church on a mountain. This church is above and beyond. Hallelujah. Because he called those things we appear not as though they were. I refuse to talk poverty. I am not poor. I am blessed. I am not broke. I am blessed. I am blessed to be a blessing. Glory be to God. Because he called those things we be not as though they were. That's the language of faith. He speaks it as if it is. And the moment he speaks it, it becomes it. The moment he speaks it, it becomes it. Hallelujah. The moment he says it, it becomes it. And from today, I decree that God touches your tongue with coals of fire. As you say it, you will see it. As you say it, you will see it. (laughs) 
There are things happening, you know. The word is so powerful. My wife is a witness. She received a phone call. Was it yesterday? Yesterday on the church phone. And the people who called who were looking for me. I said, these people, I'm supposed to be looking for them. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Because once the word goes out, no matter how high they are, once the word goes out, once the word goes out, hallelujah, once the word goes out, the angels, the angels, the angels, the angels, they go bringing the word to pass. Once the word goes out, I said, baby, really? Are you sure? He said, yes. I said, wow. And the people even confessed. They said, we don't call people. People call us. These are people there. Hi, 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 hi. Because <laughs> he called those things we did not as though they were. started telling my wife, hey, the word works. Eh? I know the word works but sometimes God will do it so quick. He will do it in such a way that he will shock you yourself. Unexpected people. Unexpected. I'm telling you. All kinds of phone calls coming from all of I'm like, how did these people get to know about us? Not just one, not too many. Solution, are you ready? We have entered into the faith zone. That the word, when you say it, you will see it. Because God called those things with be not as though they were. And every time you say it, it's not like you are lying. You are not a lie. They'll say, oh, where is it? Oh, I can't see it. They can't see it. But you can see it. Like Elisha. You can see the multitude surrounding you of God's hosts surrounding you, but Gehazi can't see. The fact that Gehazi can't see doesn't mean they don't exist. Hallelujah. That's why this faith, this kind of faith believes before it sees. You have to believe it. You have to believe it before you can see it. If you don't believe it, you won't see it. Listen, you can only have what you say. <laughs> it might sound simple, but you can you, you know you know uh, you know you know something very interesting. I, I'm still learning. God is still teaching me. God taught me a very interesting and important lesson yesterday. Or this morning, actually this morning. My children today obviously were all off. Everyone was off. They came to our bedroom early in the morning. They were playing. And I started telling them, you know how children play. I started saying, don't play that way. You're going to hurt your brother. And immediately 
the Holy Spirit said, no, don't say that. He said, you are speaking the end of what will happen before it happens. And then the Holy Spirit said, even though it might not happen now, once you say it, it will happen at some point. So quickly I change and say, no, don't play like that. I'm also learning. Don't think that the fact that I'm teaching you means I know it. I'm also learning. So now what that means is that we have to be careful what we say. You might think you are saying something right to correct a situation, but what you are actually doing is you are building something that you will see tomorrow. So the Holy Spirit said to me, no, no, don't say that. Because if you say they are going to hurt their brother, a time will come, it might not be today. Two days, three days, four days after, or a week, or whatever. Maybe you've forgotten even what you sold. And then you start seeing it come to pass. So I said, ah, this is how this thing works. So quickly I said, no, don't play that way. But what happens? When your child climbs on a table, what do you say? You're going to fall. Do you see? Do you see? You see? Instead of saying, calm down, you say you are going to fall. Now, the moment you say you are going to fall, you have predicted and stated the end of the situation before it happens. That's what the Holy Spirit was teaching me. I said, ah, this is how this kingdom works. This, in this kingdom, you have to be extremely disciplined yes. with what you say. Because you might say it casually, but before you realize it's happening, and you begin to wonder, when did I plant this? You planted it long ago. So we have to be careful what we say. That's why you must never open your mouth and say, I don't have money. Huh? Somebody say, buy me this, and then you open your mouth. I don't have money. Just tell the person, even if you don't, don't say, I don't, say, I won't buy it today. I'll buy it next week. <laughs> Simple as that. Are you following what I'm saying? Because in this kingdom of faith, what you say is more powerful than the physical things you see around. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, I don't know how many of you are, are landlords here. If you're a landlord and you, you have somebody living in some of your houses, who has the title deed? The landlord, not the tenant. The fact that there are tenants in the house does not mean they own the house. The one who has the title deed is the one who owns the house. And faith is the title deed of what we are believing God for. Are you following what I'm saying? So the title deed is more powerful than the property itself. The title deed is more important than the property that you, the people are living in. One day they can say, oh, this house belongs to me. It's not theirs. Who has a title deed? 
you have it and the one who has a title deed whose name is on the title deed is the one who owns the house don't look at the house as more important than the title deed and for us in this kingdom faith is the title deed the words you speak are your title deeds That's why you have a blood bought right to speak 100 yards or 100 kilometers or 100 miles or 1,000 miles. There was a time in this church we were praying. We turned north, south, east, west. How many of you remember? And we were calling forth members. Not long after that, we saw members coming from very far into this church. And those members, when I asked them, who invited you? No one. Why? Because we had the title deed. We sent for the word. And the word started bringing forth. So you will have whatsoever you say. Mark chapter 11 verse 23. I want you to get ready because we, after this we're going to really pray. And something is going to explode here today. Mark chapter 11 verse 23 I read. It says for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith who is whosoever whosoever is whosoever are you, do you think you are qualified under whosoever? Yes. Are you qualified under whosoever? Yes. So if you are qualified under whosoever, that means you have a blank check. It says whosoever shall say whatsoever. And they shall have whatsoever they say. So you can begin to say, I have 10 Range Rovers. Glory be to God. I have 50 houses. Glory be to God. I have 10 universities. Glory be to God. You might not like it, but I'm qualified under whosoever. Because once you say it, you will have it. That's why as long as your mouth is shut, your destiny cannot be opened. As long as your mouth is shut, your destiny cannot be opened. Psalm 81 verse 10. Psalm 81 verse 10. It says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will feel it. So our responsibility is to open our mouth how? Wide. How do we open our mouth? Wide. And that statement, opening our mouth wide there, is a statement of faith. It simply means believe God for big things. I preached a message many years ago titled, Big God, Big Dreams. He is a big God. So believe him for big things. 
Psalm 24 verse 1. It says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The earth belongs to him. It belongs to your father. So open your mouth how wide and he, the God of all flesh, will do the feeling. It's not your responsibility to do the feeling. Your responsibility is just ah, without apologizing. <laughs> Never apologize for your prosperity. Never apologize for God's blessing. Because the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he added no sorrow. Do you think I'm going to apologize when there are 10 presidents in this church? Seven on camera, seven on technical, seven at the ushers, helping Sunday school. Am I going to apologize? No, I open my mouth wide and I'll see 10 presidents in this church in my lifetime. I'm telling you, not only that, I'll see the 10 richest men and women in the whole world in this church in this church in my lifetime I will see it happen why? because I open my mouth wide and God's responsibility is to fill the church with what I say so when you wake up believe God for big things I believe I receive the whole of the United Kingdom. I believe I receive the whole of Europe. I believe I receive the whole of America. I believe I receive the whole of Africa. I believe I receive the whole of Asia. I believe I receive the whole of North America. I believe it, therefore I receive it. Don't envy me for opening my mouth wide. We were all asked to come to the dining table. We were not given a description which spoon to bring. God says, come to the dining table because I have laid before you all things that pertains to life and godliness. And he said, eat as much as you can. When you go to this eat as much as you can restaurant, Nobody is standing by the food and say, my friend, you've done 10 rounds, so stop. No. It's eat as much as you can. Are you following me? Once you are playing by the rules, nobody can stop you. They can't say, you've been here for 10 hours, so come out. No. You can stay there from the time they start till they finish. As long as you can eat and keep eating, just remain there. So, as for me, when I'm coming to God's dining table, I come with a big spoon and a big mouth. That's what the prophet told the woman who was in debt in 2 Kings chapter 4. He said, go and borrow empty vessels. Borrow not a few. That was the specific instructions. Don't borrow a few. 
and yet many borrow just a few. God doesn't want you to come with vessels that are already filled. He wants you to come empty so he can fill you. If I were the one who was giving that instruction, because I believe God's word, immediately the first company I'll start is Empty Vessels Company that are manufacturing empty vessels. Because so long as the vessels keep coming, the oil will not stop. So open your mouth wide. Never apologize for what you are believing God for. Joseph told his father in the face, I see all of you bowing down before me. And Jacob was angry. Jacob was the first dreamer who saw heaven open. He saw angels ascending and descending. And then a new dreamer shows up on the scene called Joseph. And when he had a dream, his dream was so big, he said, the father's dream, which was so big, was going to bow down to this new dream. Did it happen or not? It happened. So never apologize for what you are believing God for. Someone might not like it. They will sabotage it. They will do all kinds of things. But thank God, Romans 8.28 says, All things work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. So even if you put me in the pit, it will work out for my good. If you put me in prison, it will work out for my good. If you put me in Egypt, it will work out for my good. Why? Because all things work out together for my good. So believe God for big things. I want this church to come alive. Stop apologizing. Stop thinking small. Believe God for big things. Believe God for big things. It doesn't matter where you are now. Stop believing God for big things. Speak big. Look at that mountain and tell that mountain, oh, you mountain, what are you before Zerubbabel? You become like plain. Speak to that mountain. Don't apologize for believing God for big things. Believe God for big things. Speak big. This is a mega church. This church is blessed. In this church, people enjoy giving. When it's giving time, we don't have no one going to the toilet. Because we love the Lord, so we love giving. We are not coerced to give. We are not manipulated to give. We are givers by nature. Our, our DNA is full of the spirit of generosity. Because we understand what it means to give and to receive. Glory be to God. And every time we give, we expect back a thousand times more. Every time we sow, we expect back what? A thousand times more. 
So if you sow zero and you multiply zero times a thousand, it's equal to zero. If you sow zero and you multiply zero times one million, it's what? Zero times 10 billion is what? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because Galatians 6, 7, it said, God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man or a woman soweth, that shall he reap. That's how it works. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I was calculating my giving this morning. I was telling my wife, minimum I'm supposed to be getting every month back through my giving, my, my tithes and offering. The figure was mind-blowing. Minimum every month. Minimum. Just my giving alone. Minimum every month. <laughs> I said, Pastor, how much is it? I, I can't mention that figure for you now. Praise God. If I mention that figure, you, 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 you start hallucinating at night. Praise God. Quickly, listen to me. This is very important. Write this down. You can determine the outcome of a known event before it happens. You can determine the outcome of a known event before it what happens. You know the story, Genesis chapter 22, God came to Abraham and said, go and sacrifice your only son, Isaac. And Abraham knew very well that once God asked, it was going to become. So Abraham took his son Isaac, took the firewood and two of his servants and God showed him where to go and sacrifice. So they left. It was a three days journey. Abraham didn't tell Sarah about it because when you are sowing your seeds of Isaac, you can't tell Sarah about it. You can't tell Sarah because if you tell Sarah, Sarah will kill you. <laughs> now, if you don't want to give your Isaac, when God demands your Isaac and you don't want to give your Isaac, go and consult Sarah. You begin to ask Sarah, do you think... Uh, do you think we should, we should, God is saying we should, I'm not sure if I'm hearing right, but I think I heard God say we should give Isaac. Do you think I'm hearing right? Pray, pray, let's see if God will speak to, no, God will speak to, to Sarah because Sarah is emotionally attached to Isaac. And please hear me, any blessing that God gives you, the moment you are emotionally attached to it, it will control you. The moment you are emotional, there is nothing God has blessed me with that I am emotionally connected to. The moment God says, give it, I give it. (laughs) 
There are some seeds I don't consult my wife before I give. Because if I do, her heart will jump out. I don't. She only later sees the result of the seed. And then when the, when the returns are coming and I share the testimony with her, then she's excited. I say, you know how this came? Because God demanded an Isaac last week and I sold it. And this is the result. Are you following what I'm saying? So there are some seeds you can't share with someone before you sow it. You know before, when the moment God says give it, you release it immediately. And most of the time, the Isaac sacrificial seeds are going to be seeds that will cost you. And not once, not twice, I have sown many Isaac sacrificial seeds. Many times, many times, many times. And the ripple effect of the harvest is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. So, you can determine the outcome of a known event before it happens. So, you know the story. So, let's go to Genesis 22 verse 5. Genesis 22 verse 5. You know the story already? Genesis 22 verse 5. The Bible says that, And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Now, what did God tell Abraham? Sacrifice your only son. Yet Abraham, being a man of faith, changed what God said by the language of faith. By saying that I and the son and the lad, we are only going to worship and we will come back to you. So I don't know which witch or devil has spoken a curse over your life. You have the power with the language of faith to change it. I said you have the power with the language of faith to change that situation. Why? Because with faith you can change a known event before it happens. You can change it before it happens by exercising your authority and your dominion in Christ Jesus. Finally, as we close, let me give you an example of someone who understood how this language of faith operates in this kingdom. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. Matthew, Matthew chapter 8 verse 5 from verse 5 to 13. We'll read this quickly and then we'll close. And then we're going to pray. Are you ready to pray tonight? There's a strong spirit of faith in this church. And we are going to activate it. In the name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 8 from verse 5 to 13. You know the story. This talks about 
the centurion. How many of you remember the centurion? You know the centurion that um, had a servant and he went and called Jesus to come and heal the servant. Now let's read on. So Matthew chapter 8 from verse 5, I read the Bible says that, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come, listen to Jesus. The Bible says, and Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. I will what? Come and heal him. Now, I want you to notice what's happening here. The centurion said, Lord, my servant is sick of the palsy at home, grievously tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Meaning, Jesus said, I'm going to come to your house and heal him. But look at verse 8. The Bible says that, and the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be what? Speak what? Speak what? Speak what? Speak what? The word only. That means this centurion understood how the language of faith operates. He said, speak the word only and my servant shall be what? Healed. Verse 9, he said, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, notice what he's saying. He said, and I say to this one, go, and he goeth. And to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, now, this centurion who is an outsider is preaching faith to Jesus. Jesus is the author and the finisher of faith, yet this outsider, this unbeliever, understood how this kingdom operates. He knows that this kingdom operates on faith. It operates on speaking, and when you speak it, you see it. So he said to Jesus, listen, Jesus, I know you are the author and finisher of our faith. I know you are faith. I know you are the word. You don't need to come to my house. You don't need to physically walk to my house. Speak the word only. And as you say it, just like the word created from the beginning, that word is going to create the healing my servant needed. The Bible says that and when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed him, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. So the centurion was teaching Jesus great faith. The centurion was teaching the master of faith. Faith himself, great faith. Jesus always marveled at two things, unbelief and faith. Unbelief and faith. Mark 6, 6, he marveled at their unbelief. Matthew 8, 10, 
He marveled at the centurion's great faith. The Bible says that when God comes, will he find faith on the earth? So listen, even when God comes back today, he's not looking for love, he's not looking for blessing, he's not looking for anything, he's looking for faith. That's why he wants us to walk in faith. When Jesus had this centurion, Jesus marveled at his faith and he started telling his disciples, I have not had such a great faith. I have not found it so great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east, verse 11, and west, and shall sit with Abraham, the father of faith, and Isaac, the father of blessing, and Jacob, the father of many nations, the 12 tribes of Israel, in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. Why? Because they don't understand how faith works in this kingdom. They'll be cast out. And he said, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 13, the Bible said, Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way, and as thou hast believed, for so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in that self same hour. Hallelujah. Can you see how the language of faith operates? Do you see how it works? It is predicated on what you say. I'm believing God that if, when Jesus comes today, He'll marvel at our faith in this church. Even little children will have faith. I'm telling you, when you have faith, you can take in seed right now. If you are believing God for the fruit of the womb, if you have faith as little even as a mustard seed, you will take in seed now. Not tomorrow. Now. If you have faith as little as a master seed, you can destroy every mountain of debt facing you now. All you have to do is speak to that situation. Speak to that mountain. And when you do that, remember, angels go to work on your behalf. Because where the word of a king is, there is what power. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4. There is power. So your responsibility to speak it. Say what you want to see. Declare it. Call those things which be not as though they were. Jesus, look at this centurion and say, my goodness, I have not seen so great faith. No, not even in Israel. Israel represents the church where faith is supposed to be common. It says the people of faith are not speaking faith. They are speaking fear. Oh, I'm going to die. No, you won't die. Oh, we are going to die. Don't include me. You and who? If you want to die, you can go. As for me, I want to spend 120 years on this earth. <laughs> Praise God. 120 years still strong and preaching. No sickness. Bouncing. Glory be to God. Teaching this word of faith to the ends of the earth. Amen. Glory be to God. If you want to go, go, remember, death and life 
are in the power of the tongue and you eat of it. If you want death, you speak death, you get it. You want life, you speak life, you get it. Deuteronomy 30:19. It says, therefore, choose life and live. Don't choose the curse. This is how this kingdom operates. This kingdom is a kingdom of faith. And we are taught the language of faith and we speak the language of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you receive it tonight? Yeah. Give Jesus a better praise. Oh, I said give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293 Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.